It is it is Thursday, my dudes. Do you remember the it is Wednesday, my dudes, uh, Toad? Episode 68 of the Laser Comb Podcast, your favorite show where two dudes comb through classic television with a fine tooth laser. I am the one and only NeoCal, and I am I, I have the privilege of co-hosting with Christopher Siege. And I, yeah, that's me. Uh the, the man himself who uh no longer has a bullshit haircut, but has also, but has visited the good place himself. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm just gonna just gonna leave that one alone and let people take that for, uh, for take that however they will. All right. Uh, yeah. So the random episode. Well, let's let's back up here. The good place. That's what we we ended up going with. And uh, you know the the good place is uh, it's 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 like where you go after you die if you're good, right? Right. Uh, what you've watched or, of the show, or, or so the show has you believe in the <laughs> first season. Which um, yeah. okay, so uh, this week on the Lasercomb podcast, we are talking about uh, the good place. Uh, episode 45 overall of The Good Place, which is called uh, la, 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 A Chip Driver Mystery. It originally aired on October 31st, 2019. Spooky day. Uh, it's not a spooky episode, though. No, it's not a spooky episode at all. I uh, This is, uh, as I mentioned, episode 45 of the good place uh this is season four the final season uh the sixth episode of season four and uh well and uh, prior to watching this all i had seen was the first season of the good place which is a show that i liked but for one reason or another i just kind of fell off of it you know it happens mm-hmm. yeah yeah but it is revealed in the first season near the end of it that uh the good place may or may not in fact, to be the good place. It, it may not be so good. May not be so good. No, the, the, no. The, impl- the implication in the early on in the show, from what I remember, and folks, it's actually been several years at this point, because I think I think what right, I watched... Pause this if you haven't watched it. Go watch all of The Good Place, and then come right back. I think when I watched season one of The Good Place, uh, there were only two seasons out at the time and season two ended in the beginning of 2018 so folks it was like five years ago that i watched the good place which holy shit time flies yeah uh so i'm kind of going by memory uh from uh from the before times and uh well 
from what I remember, like the implication is that the good place is basically heaven. But as time goes on, you start to find out that it might actually not be as such. Uh, Cal, you're much more familiar with this show than I am. So why don't you tell people uh, what the show is all about? All right. Uh, as with any of the Laser Comb podcast um, episodes, uh, like we spoil everything here and uh yeah the yeah no, by all anything means, we review it, yeah yeah don't, don't by all means don't tap dance around it like <laughs> i so uh, the first... i i don't as uh the listeners may not know this i i'm sure i mentioned it before but cal knows this uh, i don't care about spoilers you can yeah. tell me anything about a show and I'm, or a movie and i'm like yeah cool. it doesn't detract from his willingness to to watch it or my enjoyment uh, of it yeah yeah and uh, The Good Place starts off with uh, Eleanor. You follow this blonde around. Uh, and, played, by, um, played by the, uh, the, the always uh, a, a joy, uh, Kirsten Dunst. Or uh, Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, Kirsten Dunst. Kristen, Same very, thing, you know. Very different actresses. No, uh, Kristen yeah. Bell. Kristen Bell has been in a lot of terrible things, but she is always funny in them. That's the thing. She's in a lot of stuff that's not necessarily great but she's always great yeah 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 um i I love kristen bell and eleanor kind of opens her eyes and she's in a room and uh, i think there's just a white wall and it says like oh relax you're you're safe here or like something like that and um a door opens and somebody greets her and there's a white-haired gentleman in a suit uh, in an office that lets her know that she's made it to the good place. And basically that they tally up all the things that you've done, both good or bad, uh, how you spent your time, uh, like who you helped, um, based on like uh, the w- certain things are weighted, right? Like if you have a lot of money and you do the same thing that like somebody like poor did, well, you could have done like a lot more. Or if you're poor and you like stole to like feed yourself, you know, it's, it's all weighted like that. And, and she, she got in and this actually uh, sounds more like purgatory than it does. heaven. (laughs) And um, she got in and now she can just, you know, like do whatever she wants. And she finds out the good place is this like small community, you know, like maybe a hundred, maybe or more people or whatever. And she can, you know, like do whatever she wants and, you know, like eat whatever she wants. And it's always like nice and sunny. And uh, yeah, but for some reason she's like teamed up with, uh, can't remember how, yeah, I I think they're like assigned a partner based on like their soulmate. That's what it is. Um, And they have a soulmate and hers is Chidi. And uh, Chidi's a big nerd, just a, socially anxious like needs to plan everything nerd and she isn't uh he's the guy with the glasses right absolutely yep yeah okay yeah and yeah. the actor's the, name like very is... uh i've William seen that... jackson harper i i've seen that guy in other things yeah yeah um and boy does he sell the uh because again this is kind of following the more clever than big bang theory <laughs> right uh this is bookending that that uh, run of shows that we're doing on the laser comb podcast. Yeah. Um, boy, oh boy, is he more of a realistic, like hyper nerd than say like Sheldon or Leonard or like whatever. 
Right. And like, you can't help but liking him. And eventually we kind of find out that they're not, they try to make it work. You know, they like live together and everything. And then he ends up finding out that she's actually a pretty bad person. Yeah. I, I, and yeah, I remember she that. takes him aside and she's like, Hey, you can't let them know that I'm in that, that, that I, I'm not meant to be here because even she knows she's sussy that she's here. But the thing is, because she's narcissistic, she kind of thinks that she does belong here or she can just wing it. Um, so he tries to teach her because he was a, uh, what is it like? Um, like an ethics or a philo- philosoph- philosophical ethics, um, like instructor, like professor. And he tries to uh, teach her the difference in like morality and ethics and good and bad and, and practicing empathy and all of these doesn't really work. It's revealed later when Eleanor ends up finally finding out and confronting Michael, who's kind of like an angel slash de- like just a like an all-knowing kind of like deity. She ends up confronting him in the first season um, about it being that she's actually in the bad place because everything that she does slowly makes everyone else like super frustrated or makes everything go wrong. And she's like, Oh my God, like, Oh, this is like hell. I'm trying to like pretend to be good, trying to pretend to be smart and know all these like artists and authors and stuff. And I'm in the bad place. Right. And Michael's like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I vaguely remember that revelation. Yeah. He, he snaps his fingers and they run the simulation again. So sometime, I think it's season uh, so one, maybe season who two. Is Mike, who is Michael? So Michael is played by Ted Danson. And Michael is an entity that is running this experiment for the bad place. It's not enough to just, um, like, you know, uh, boil them alive, to kill them over and over, like their, their souls, um, to manifest a reality where they're being tortured over and over. It's much worse on their soul to put them here and like do different, like little resets where you put two people that are fundamentally opposites, like together to annoy the hell out of each other and to make people like afraid and like paranoid and all of like that they shouldn't be here or whatever to as a different kind of form of, of torture. Right. I I had kind of wondered, actually, because as I mentioned, I have only seen the first season of this show until watching this episode. And I noticed at the uh, beginning of the episode, uh, Big Booty Bad Babe, who's in this like weird, like uh, glass chamber, uh, who was put there by Ted Danson. uh, She refers to Ted Danson as uh, a demon at one point. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Okay. Yep. He's in, he's, he's the equivalent of, of, of a demon yeah. uh, and damn it. He's well, he was good at his job and uh, Michael, uh, they reset. They try a few things. Um, Manny Jacinto plays Jason Mendoza, who is a dude who they think is a monk that's taken a, a vow of silence, but he's actually like, just, he, he is Florida man. <laughs> yeah. 
it's hard to describe. He 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 actually ends up being one of my favorite characters, even though uh, his personality was grating once it was revealed. And so, uh, uh, so a a big booty bad babe at the so beginning Janet beginning of this episode. Uh, Janet. So this Janet, is an evil version of her. This is an evil version of Janet. But so who is Janet? Janet, Janet. played by Darcy Carden. Um, she is like the secretary or the architect or like the AI for the good place. That was always my kind of, t- my takeaway is she's something of a like supernatural, like computer. Basically, She's a supernatural, like computer designed so that like people can go Janet and Janet just appears beside them. What is it? Oh, Janet, can I have this? Oh, okay. Oh, like, well, what about like this? Oh no, we can't do that because that might hurt someone. Oh, okay. And she, is like all knowing of what can be done and like a creator, but not all, uh, but not wise, not doesn't have the wisdom of like, say the demons. Um, Bad Janet (laughs) is the one from hell, the like AI director, if you want to kind of call it um, assistant uh, in, in hell. Okay. And um, I just got to say, Bad Janet's outfit at the beginning. Uh yeah, it's the uh, it, it's going to be the the episode art for this uh, this particular podcast. I figured, yeah, it's gonna it. I, I'm sure it will get many clicks on uh, YouTube, and then people will be like uh, disappointed, and then just click away after like 30 seconds. So I'm gonna yada yada a bunch of things. Michael ends up coming around and liking the humans. Yeah, I definitely got that. And it's kind of like a reverse Lucifer kind of thing where he ascends rather than him having been good and then becomes bad. Um, and he ends up wanting to to help. He breaks them. good. Breaking good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so much so to the point where he needs to hide this from like the bad place and pretend that he's still torturing them. And then as the seasons go on, everything kind of gets like busted. And these there there are a bunch of human souls. So Tahani, Eleanor, Jason, um, that are like, hey, in order to rehabilitate people, we need to put everyone into like the good, like the good place. And they even do like a deal with like the bad place at like one point. So there is no good or bad place anymore. Because they find out an incredibly small number of people are actually getting into the good place because the criteria is, so is like ridiculous and yeah. uh, humans way of life makes it impossible. Right. Right. Like it's like uh, indirectly every time we buy like a soda or something like that, we're polluting a little bit. Every time we buy like a polyester t-shirt, right. You're like, that's a synthetic material. Like that's nobody's getting and nobody's gotten into heaven for like a thousand years every time you buy a sneaker uh, a pair of sneakers over at foot locker you're contributing to child labor yeah which is an immediate like uh point taking away points from you right um and so they break the whole system down and kind of may end up making deals with the the bad place people and in season four, I'm not sure exactly where they are when we watch this one, because this is, what is this? This is only episode six into season four. 
Yeah. But what they're doing is all the main cast now know what's going on and they're playing along with it, but they're still trying to help each other. And more importantly, they're trying to help souls that don't know that they're not supposed to be in the good place. Right. Actually become better people. And that's what brings us to this episode. Uh, what the hell is this dude's name? Uh, the fucking like right writer. Uh, wasn't it Brent? It, Brent. Yeah. Let, let's just call call him Brent. Um, wow. He, he's just the worst. So uh, to, to kick off, like uh, recapping this episode. So the episode yeah. opens in a big white void and there is this like glass, like uh, what is it? Hexagonal. Uh, it's chamber. a hexagonal glass chamber in a white void. It's kind of like a holding cell for bad Janet. Yeah, for bad Janet. Uh, Ted Danson shows up and he's like, basically, well, uh, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be like face your punishment. You're going to be obliterated pretty much. But uh, first, I'm going to tell you a story. And the rest of the episode unfolds like a clip show, which I found amusing because this clearly isn't a clip show. Oh, it's not a a clip show. It's kind of. But the, the show's pacing is interesting because sometimes it wants to move the plot along. So it does so in clips like this. In its presentation, like it feels like a clip show. Like because yeah. he's sit- telling Bad Janet about what happened. It, it yeah, in most uh sitcoms, like a character will usually like in some like contrived circumstances a character will go to another character and start talking about things that have happened and you start getting clips from like previous episodes of that you've already seen so this is structured like that but it's not a clip show because this is all stuff that we haven't seen and i picked up on that pretty yeah even you you picked up on that and every once in a while bad janet will be like oh why are you telling me this like i don't care all humans are bad which is why they all go to the bad place have you seen them? They're down there like there there are moms with $400 yoga pants that won't get their kids vaccinated. I that made me laugh. I remembered that and that made me laugh. And this was this this came out in this oh yeah, was before this that. was before covid. Like long before and long before anti-vaxxer became like common parlance. Oh, so, no, no, no. Uh, anti like vaccines cause autism has been a thing for like 20 years. Oh, it's been around for a long time, but the it wasn't a very common topic of conversation. Like it, it kind of became during the I during the 2010s encountered tons of really? people who like parents who were like against vaccinating their children. I never met a single one. I met or even heard about them. them until wow, tons wow. of them. <laughs> You're from a different place than than I am, admittedly. Um, some conservative values, perhaps, uh, where <laughs> where you're from. Oddly, even though it's like not even that geographically far away. Well, it, it's also my ex-wife too, and like her, their fam, my my, right. my former in-laws, and like their friends. Uh, so, and like, even, uh, and, uh, uh, like even I remember like a cop show that hasn't aged well, uh, the shield mm-hmm. from like 20 years ago, like, 
uh, vaccines cause autism was a plot point in that show. And the show was just like, yes, they absolutely do cause autism. Oh, right. You had mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that show is very, like very <laughs> conservative, like going back to it, very like pro conservative, like right wing yeah. ideas, and, still compelling, um, still compelling, <clears throat> but I am not on board with it. The things that know what you're getting anymore. into. Yeah, <laughs> when you go what, and watch know, the shield know what you're getting into but but yeah the the whole like uh the whole like even long before covid the whole like anti-vax thing was pretty pretty widespread so it wasn't just like kooks out in the middle of nowhere you had met several well yeah and if you remember in the 2016 uh donald trump election that was a bit one of his big talking points Man, I sorry, I've blocked all of that out of my memory. What? Who? Who? Donald Trump? I I never, uh, never heard of her. I, I had a uh, I had her on uh, as a friend on Facebook for years. Uh, I'm not going to say her name, but um, she used to be a neighbor of my mom's, and uh, honestly, the only reason why I chatted with her was because I thought she was kind of a milf. And like by MILF, like I think she was like naughty, like she was maybe like six or seven years older than I was at the time. Um, but she smoked, so she looked older. Not really, no. No, and apparently she used to be a stripper too, like when she was younger, but then like got and like did drugs and all of that, got out of that, like had a couple of kids and then became like a hardcore Christian, which I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. She found Jesus. She found Jesus, but uh, throughout the 2010s, she would periodically send me, because she ended up moving to Victoria just as I did, she was sending me, would frequently send me, like, invites for, like, March Against Monsanto, like, rallies and, like, anti, anti, like, um, like, anti-vaccine. And anti anti-vaccine like rallies and things like that and i was always like why the fuck would you think that i would be on board with this yeah i had an uncle that invited me to um like a like a trucker convoy like fuck trudeau conspiracy like facebook group uh i accepted so i could get behind enemy lines <laughs> I, and i had shared with you at the time some of the fucking wild posts yeah, I, but, I remember that, that was a while that back place. now, but I remember that. Um, Felt like James Bond. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's all oh. a conspiracy. Mm. Yes, yes, uh, conspiracy. Uh, vaccines. Uh, oh, ooh, uh, <laughs> uh, autism. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look out there. Autism. Uh, get your kids. That's uh, what the libtards want. Wow. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, sometimes uh, oh, uh, the vaccines find a way, find a way <laughs> into your into your children. We we need to, uh, uh, uh how would you say it? Uh, think of uh, the children. Yes, think of the the you know uh, children. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, uh, well, well, there it is. <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> That was a weird tangent. Anyway, back back to the episode. Um, yeah, so uh, Ted Danson is, starts telling her about uh, this group of human characters who go on like this skiing trip 
and they go like, to a ski trip. Yeah. And uh, the exercise is to like try and get them to bond or something. Get it's them to of- bond, become a better person through uh, like putting them through uh, diversity. It's basically like diversity training in like heaven or whatever. And specifically, be- becoming, it seems be- for one particular dude. Be- becoming better humans through like uh, camaraderie and empathy. And here's the thing. This is a trial run that they're doing. Yeah. They can't tell the humans that they <laughs> they're on a trial run to get to get into the good place because if they know that, then they'll just pretend to be good. Right. So they want to show, they want to prove the, the angels and demons and everything that humans can change on their own when they're nurtured properly. Right. If like right like if they're if they're racist like show them different like faces different like cultures different like people if they're sexist like have them like talk to like what like just it's very patient approach one of the uh uh, members of this group is this like uh boomer like pushing 60 like uh kind of like douchey misogynistic dude probably had a heart attack from stress as the way that it killed him yeah and uh, yeah, he's bragging about something about from the ski trip. Oh, um, no, he lost a game of Romoli. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's this big subplot in the episode with uh, involving him. Uh, he wrote a book. Oh, my God. He uh, he, he wrote a book. Oh, and you know, it's name- funny. We were talking about espionage thrillers. Yes, we were on the uh, uh, Patreon exclusive show, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show, which you can get by uh, get access to by going to patreon.com slash lasercomb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b five dollars people five dollars and you can listen to us talk about i was gonna say dick tracy <laughs> no not, we're not going that far back um tom clancy yep i'd be down with doing a, a commentary on patreon for dick tracy oh that movie's cool. that movie's great it holds up quite well uh, so yeah, so the the book that uh, this guy Brent uh, or Brett, I don't know, I'm just gonna call him Brent. Yeah. Uh, uh, his uh, the book that he wrote was called a Chip Driver Mystery, and so he wants it's this big like tome of a book, and he wants everyone to read it and uh, give them. He has like a book um, announcing like ceremony type yeah. thing. And uh, what is it? He wants someone else to like announce him as like a hype yeah. woman. So like all of the, the people in this group end up reading his, his book. And uh, one, like it's, he, he mentions it's like, uh, and I, I can't remember the specifics, but he's like, oh, it's uh, it's part uh, uh, murder. It's 50% uh, murder mystery. It's like, it, it's like half murder mystery, half uh, political thriller. It's like uh, half uh, romance novel and like half uh, uh, Twilight. It's it's half like blah, blah, half a uh, golf tutorial. And uh, yes. one of the characters comments so that it's comments. that's like three and a half books. That's like three and, and a half and books like, in one. at least and he's like, yeah, at least. <laughs> And so they like they they read the book and like the prose is uh, they joke that they they're, they're going to like read the, the book out loud to one another as like a big like joke. 
and like the yeah pro- i can't remember the the other lady's name because she's like a new addition but uh what was it it was um tahani right uh tahani is like oh do you want to like open a bottle of wine and like spend an evening or two uh like reading this out loud to each other to like make fun of it yeah and um so they when they're reading the book like the prose is just comically bad oh it gives an example of something that's problematic and they very quickly find out even this isn't even a bad book this is but before we get to like the problematic stuff and like the fact that he's uh (laughs) writing uh he's basically he's writing like caricatures of people that he knows they're car- using, caricatures of the main cast in using his book. It, using it as an avenue to basically mock all the people around him. And uh, talk about how perfect, and there's it's a self-insert where he's, totally. yeah. yeah, he's Chip Driver, uh, yeah. or whatever the fucking character's name is. Chip and Driver. he's like perfect and, you know, like white and likes cigars and like martinis and... And they they comment about how they uh, about how it's supposed to be like a murder mystery, but he solves the mystery on like page ten. And they bring this up with him, and he's like, "Yeah, world's greatest detective." Yeah, <laughs> just have doesn't you, understand. How far have it. you read? He he solves the mystery on like page ten. He's the best. Yeah, doesn't even pick up on the fact that like why that is so like stupid. <laughs> uh, it cuts back to Michael and Janet every once in a while. And Janet's whole point is like, hey, no, like they're bad. Why are you trying to help them? Like, you know, they should all be in the bad place. So you should just like let me out and we should go back to like torturing them. And And like you said, she calls him a demon at at one point. Yeah. And Ted Danson, like his thing is basically that like he has faith in people. Like he believes people can change essentially. And that actually pays off at the end of the episode in a way that I really liked. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he has faith in people, uh, and it, they're imperfect, but like they can be good. Yeah. And the message for all of the great plays is that maybe becoming a good person takes work and it isn't kind, easy. It, well, and kind of the the overall like message of the episode and what like Ted Danson tries to convey is that um no one's perfect no one is inherently good and like no what, one's inherently good or perfect what what is important is that you just keep trying trying to be better which is a great message and one something that i like as i get older like i really uh, hell we were talking about that earlier we were, yeah yeah uh on the uh super laser cone patreon super show but yeah as i get older that's uh kind of a, a mantra that i'm or like a a mindset that I'm growing more and more fond of. It's like, it's not, no one has to be perfect. No one has to be amazing. No one is amazing. No one is perfect. No one is great a hundred percent of the time, but it's just important that you're, that you're just, you're trying to be better. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that, that's kind of like the, the crux of the episode here. Yeah. And um, basically the, they cannot let the book opening happen. So they have to confront this guy. Uh, Ted Danson takes um, uh, Brent on a couple of uh, uh, golf trips. And what is it that he says to him? He's like, uh, 
He's because like, Brent, they turn off the like auto aim controls for the golf game. Right. And Brent, um, again, like a learned narcissist. I, I can't remember the difference between behavioral and personality, but behavioral. But like uh, they turn it off and uh, Brent like misses terribly his right. uh, his drive. And he's like, oh, you sneezed. And he's like, no, I didn't. I, I can't even sneeze. And he's like, well, somebody did. He's like, friend, there's no one else here. Yeah. Nobody sneezed. Well, the, what, uh, what is the line he says? He's like, oh, as uh, like some like golfer always said, uh, uh, your best shot. Your best is, shot is the next one. Is the next one. Yeah. I, I really liked that line. And then um, Brent, he's just like, oh, yeah, well, oh, never heard of him. Uh, like, and then he quotes a different golf, golf quote, something just like as a quip back. And, and um, it basically amounts to him just saying, suck it. Pretty just, much. Yes. Suck, suck this. And he he drives it and it, it sucks again. And he's like, Brent, sometimes you just make bad shots. You, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody's like judging you. And it's not anyone else's fault. Yeah. And this hit me in a deep way because man, in my like late teens and early twenties, I was just like that. Everything that I did wrong, every, I couldn't take responsibility for anything I did. It was always someone else's fault or something stopped me from doing what I was supposed to do. It was ex- excuses. Right. But like, it's stronger to just admit when something's your fault. And he's trying to kind of like gently push him in that direction. Cause he's like, see, it's, it's fine. You, you screwed up your shot. And uh, well, you know, if you can apply this uh... and then he gets him to admit it, he's like, fine. I, I guess I just, I just effed it up, whatever. And he's like, ah, oh, it feels good. And if you want to apply that to other avenues of your life, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, like I and he and then Brent's like, "What are you talking about?" Well, nothing. <laughs> and uh, while this has been going on, we've also been cutting back to like this what looks like an office. Kristen Bell is in charge now, I guess. So she's pretending because Michael's had a shot at it, and him not being human, kind of hard to relate. She's pretending to be the angel in charge of the good place right now. Okay, they're all working together. Jason, Tahani, um, Chidi, Eleanor, Michael, they're all they're all working together, but she's pretending she's like the the angel, right? And so whenever someone's like, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they're like, no, I don't forgive him. He's racist, he's like sexist. No, I'm yeah. not gonna give him a chance. Well, and they're and- like, Well, what is what are the great texts? What are the what are the the gods like say? And she's like, let me go and speak with the entities that created the universe and the energies, and I'll get back to you on that. And all she's really doing is hanging out in like an office, like talking to the other main cast members, being like, I don't know what to like tell them. He, he's irredeemable. He's terrible. <laughs> and uh, there, there's a bit of a ticking clock here, too, apparently, because uh, uh, Ted Danson mentions that the experiment is like half over at this point, And like they really they, they got to stop like messing around and really get Brent to like redeem himself, like to get it through his head that he needs to redeem himself. 
he's the last person in this experiment who hasn't but like everyone else has like become better over like time uh because they'll like reset it and try again and subconsciously a person's soul will get better even though they don't remember their memories being reset but not this guy this guy's just a fucking prick like every single time no matter what happens and so it's all reliant on this fucking dude coming around so the the book signing happens and uh he is like all the main cast show up and he's like asking them for uh what is it what does he call it complos compliments fuck come on lay on the complos come on he wants complos and they're like complos and he's (laughs) like yeah compliments bro oh another thing about him is that he's constantly trying to act and sound and like look younger than he really is yeah and he ends up just being really really cringy yeah complos come on guys complos and and uh uh, they can't lie the 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 british uh chick uh yeah tries at first being like well there was some very you know uh interesting use of language in it and uh the the main girl the one it's unpredictable uh, (laughs) the the uh woman who the one who was like no i don't forgive him like he's a racist piece of shit yeah she speaks up and is like okay i i can't like it's racist it's misogynistic like it's like just poorly written we are all clearly like put in this and how you actually view us is like obvious in the books and like like go to hell (laughs) yeah and so he turns it around and he does this very like um you see it on the internet all the time from like, especially from like boomers or like, I like knew in, you would in, like this incel types or whatever. Like he goes on the defensive and he's like, Oh, like you're, you're, you're discriminating against me. Like, why are you attacking me? Like I've done nothing. I, you know what? I think you're being kind of racist and sexist toward me. Like, Oh man, this fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this fucking guy. <laughs> Right. I was and like, holy yeah. shit. Uh, if anything, um, you, you should be glad that I put so many people of color. He probably uses worse phrases than this. One thing in here, people can't say bitch. They say like bench. There's like an auto filter and they say yeah. fork instead of fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you'll be like, oh, yeah, quit acting like a bench. Or, the, or something like that. The guy with the glasses whose name I GD. can't remember. Yeah. JD. Chidi. Oh, Chidi. So Chidi, yeah. uh, earlier in the episode, uh, after they had been reading the book, like he started getting self-conscious about the, like, about oh. being like really predictable and like, like having to like plan anxious ahead. and needing to plan everything. And yeah. So he asks the, uh, I guess like the, the like music guy, Jason, who's pretending to be a monk, but is actually, actually like a DJ from Florida. Yeah. Uh, he asks him for advice on how to like be spontaneous and whatnot and yada, yada, yada. So and he's like, oh, great idea. We should make a, a list of 10 things that we could do spontaneously right now. And then um, um, systematically go through that list and come up with the best answer. <laughs> I, I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doing the opposite of spontaneity. And um, Jason's like, no, just get up and dance. And they start dancing. Oh, that fucking B plot. <laughs> so, um, 
so uh cheaty that's what you said his name was yep. cheaty c-h-i-d-i so Ch- yeah so cheaty uh at the book signing after uh brent is just going off and on like on and on and on about like like how he's being like discriminated against and like uh like people are being like uh like attacking him and like how he's such a great person because he's in the good place and like they're all the bad people uh cheaty like confronts him and if it does something spontaneous in that he like clocks him like right in the face he like any like red red-blooded human um brent goes on to say like way too much like bullshit and into the realm of like accusing like I know you are, but what am I like? Oh, actually I'm not racist because I'm writing about these things. You're racist for for yeah. calling me like racist. And he says he goes too far because, um, uh, again, been years folks. Um, I think Chidi is partners with that British lady oh, or okay. it kind of seems like, but I, or he's just a good guy and he's defending her. I can couldn't quite recall. And, yeah, he um, referred he referred to her as like something like uh really like he referred to her as like the posh Persian or something like that in the book. Oh Tahani, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh Oh right, yeah. there there's two Well, there's the British one. There's the British then, one. Sorry, I is, I kept Isn't getting... the other isn't the other uh lady Australian? She's Australian, not yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, Okay. So um, I, yeah. A colonial accent. Um, she's the one that has a problem with well, they all do. But they the thing is, but, Tahani, but she, but Eleanor, Jason, and Chidi have been through this over and over and over, and they're trying to they know what's happening. Whereas um I again can't remember her character, the Australian chick. Um, I think, yeah, she doesn't know like what's going on, right? Well, yeah, and she also, like, yeah, she um, uh, just isn't willing to, like, put up with the guy's bullshit anymore. But, yeah, he he goes too far. He, like, pushes Chidi or something like that, and he just decks him. Yeah. Fork you. He decks him. He goes flying backwards uh, and, like, comically breaks a table. Like, it's the WWE, and, like, golf balls go flying everywhere and fall on him. Um, I can't remember how that was a positive thing or what like Brent rem- came away uh, with that. With. Uh, Ted Danson uh, finally like goes up to him and was like, he was like, okay, dude, like I, I, I've tried, but like we, we, we've run out of time. You screwed up. You need to apologize. And like, and at first he's like, what? I'm the one that was like attacked and it was my, yeah. But then the the apology that he gives is very much like I'm sorry you were offended. <laughs> it's yeah, that's, like and, that's not uh, an apology. And the the Australian chick is like that. Yeah, that's 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 a non-apology right there. Uh, have you gotten that? I've I've gotten that from actual narcissists. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, you 100%. know who you are. You piece of shit. That's not uh, how you fucking apologize, loser. One of my exes. <laughs> you know the one. Yeah. When I worked at Blockbuster, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was yeah. very much a I'm sorry that you were offended kind of person. I'm sure. Yeah, she or I'm sorry too. that you felt like I. Yeah. That, 
I'm sorry Hell. that you felt like I was out of line, but let me tell you, that's actually, I actually wasn't out of line, and I think you're just being oversensitive. Oof. So those were how uh, arguments with her were usually, uh, would usually go down. Yeah, and um, does he apologize normally or the, not? The, the word of the day, folks, is gaslighting. Uh-huh. <laughs> you said the word. Ah! Um, <laughs> well, never thought I'd do a Kiwi's. Um, what was that show? Kiwi's uh, Playhouse. Kiwi's Playhouse reference today, but here we are. People are capable of change, even though it might be like slow going, or they have to make mistakes, or they have to get punched in the face. Between this and the uh, the uh, Patreon stuff that we recorded before this, we've been very real today. I know, real fucking talk. <laughs> folks um yeah if you want to hear uh more real talk uh like i said it's like five bucks uh helps us uh helps us uh keep the light on for the streaming service you might be listening to this yeah on. keeps the uh keeps the lights on over at uh laser comb hq and plus we do comment we'll, we'll we'll get into that at the end of this if you're still around but yeah um to wrap the the episode summary up it goes back to Michael and Bad Janet. Yep. And Bad Janet's like, okay, so like, I guess like people can change, but it doesn't make them good. They're just shittier in like nicer ways. And so uh, Ted Danson is like, okay, well, that's that's the story. It's over now. And she's like, okay, well, well guess it's right. time to die. Or I guess, guess it's you're time gonna... to die. And he's like, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, and she's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm I could actually... lock you here forever in some like purgatory, but uh, I've decided to let you go. And I'm letting you go because uh, I believe that uh, people can change and people deserve second chances. And then she kind of is like, okay. And then very shady, like somebody that's like being like, like a police officer being like, you can go. Right. And he's like, but I have a gift for you. And he has a book. And she gets sounds all excited. She's like, oh, is that Brent's book? Like she actually wanted to read it. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but no, it is. Oh, oh, she's like, oh, sorry. I didn't have a $20 in cash on me. A 65. So could, $65 yeah. in cash. I, I like that in cash. <laughs> Right. Oh, and uh, earlier at the uh, signing too, when Brent mentions that the book is sixty-five dollars, uh, uh, Michael is like, "There's no money here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't get hold of one of his books, but uh, something better. Uh, what? I it just was, watched. I, it. I think it was a log book of like all of the experiments that him and uh, the good Janet have been like doing. It, it right. was like basically it was basically like their like research that they've like accumulated right right and he gives it to her in the hopes that she'll study it and uh it will maybe melt may help her become a better uh better individual and she makes it she's, she's like, like yeah, yeah just like everyone that gets a book is a gift i'm gonna definitely read this <laughs> uh and then she kind of like nervously like starts to walk out and then like runs over to the door and and uh flees. Yeah. Um, I just realized this now. 
him telling her all of this and like keeping her in here or whatever is kind of her way of it's kind of like her it's kind rehabilitation. of rehabilitation yeah y- yeah yeah i just realized that through talking through this it's actually kind of which is clever but again tv shows that are actually more clever than big bang theory yeah uh highly uh but before we get into what may be obvious to to what my rating is going to be um i have to ask uh Christopher, you just watched a random episode of The Good Place. Uh, would you tune in next week? Uh, I would. I was a little lost when I was watching this. Um, it kind of comes with the territory. This show is quite serialized. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to jump back into it. I might just start season one all over again since it was, like like I mentioned, like five years ago that I watched it now. And yeah. just uh, go from the beginning. It's all on Netflix, people. Check the show out. And um, yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, This reminds me of how good it is. And yeah, I might go back and rewatch from the beginning as well. And you know what? The whole thing is written with like an ending in mind. And I, it's got a lot of very interesting philosophical concepts, but a lot of heart. So highly recommend. Also, it's just amusing to think of, um, you know, Ted Danson as being a demon. You know, there's a uh, Twitter account. Uh, it's controlled by a bot. Um, and I don't use Twitter anymore, but I always found this uh, account really funny. It's uh, is today. The name of the account is is today Ted Danson's birthday. And it will auto tweet whether it is Ted Danson's birthday or not. And it will be and every day it's like today is not. It will just tweet today is not Ted Danson's birthday. Today is not Ted Danson's birthday. Today is not Ted Danson's birthday. And I think his birthday is like December 29th or something. So when his birthday, the one day a year, his birthday actually comes around. It's like, today is Ted Danson's birthday. <laughs> so fucking right. Random. Right. right? That's a, it's an old account back from the, back in the days when uh, Twitter was actually like kind of fun and interesting. Yeah. Uh, and or like, uh, bots uh, weren't just um, like, uh, um political like retweeting accounts or like uh from the same era of like the uh willy shakes uh, <laughs> account yeah. where it's like just a bot that tweets like every like line of the works of william shakespeare one line at a time <laughs> yeah <laughs> i forgot about that yeah still going too i think it's on like round eight, eight or nine at this point damn yeah it'll just tweet a line of uh the works of William Shakespeare in order, like once an hour. Amazing. Amazing. You know uh, what so else is amazing? The good place. The Lazy Our Patreon. patron. That's right. Yeah. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're at the $5 Gary tier. You get uh, access to the... Patreon exclusive podcast, the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show. We kind of weren't uh we we we, we kind of weren't regular as, as on a regular schedule as we could have been for a little while there uh at that but we've um we're, we're kind of getting back on track with that uh and you also get uh commentary tracks and uh you get to interact with us on a 
Well, me anyway, because I run the Patreon. You get to interact with me, folks. And then I'm on the Discord, damn it. And then I'll send screenshots to to Cal. (laughs) Uh, That's right. And you also get uh, the opportunity to pick a random episode or a show to for us to review a random episode of on this very podcast and a bunch of other like random comment uh, content. Uh, Commentary tracks for movies. Commentary tracks for movies. I, I did mention that, uh, folks. I, I'm very <laughs> tired. I've been. Uh, Can you tell that we're both? I've very... been. It, it, at the time of recording, it is now uh, seven, oh, past 7.30 p.m., and I've been awake since 4 a.m. because I had to get up for work. So I'm, Time for us to hit the hay. Yeah, so I'm I'm getting tired. But anyway, so if you uh, want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, I am at Christopher Siege. You can also follow me on Threads, an Instagram app at uh, the same <laughs> handle at christopher siege uh cal where can people find you can you? follow me on threads the an instagram app uh uh what the hell is my cal Halla, right that's it uh, yeah, k-a-l-h-a-l-l-a um or tiktok neo cal n-e-o-k-a-l right i have uh, several tiktoks will but be also back. mostly the discord if you want to come and bug me yeah, there's a link in the description. Uh, or hell, you want to see something bad? YouTube comments. That's where they belong. Right? That's, <laughs> that's where people talk about my bullshit haircut. Uh, we'll be back uh, next time, which at the time of recording, uh, it could be tomorrow. Could be two weeks from now. Who knows? It won't be any longer than two weeks, though. Uh, we'll Jeremy, be back. bear me. We'll be, Does it we'll even be- matter? We'll be back uh, next uh, time with episode 69 of the Lasercom podcast. And uh, we, we came up with the idea uh, several episodes ago now that for episode 69, nice, we, nice. we, need, we needed to, uh, to, to cover a, a very sexy show. And uh, <laughs> Cal, me and Cal were on the same page because when he pitched this show to me, <laughs> uh, he couldn't remember the name of it. And I'm like... Red Shoe Diaries. It's exactly what I was thinking, too. So on the next uh, episode of the Lizco Podcast, 69, we're going to be covering the Red Shoe Diaries. That's right. Very, it's happening. Which is a very steamy Remember show. that show you stayed? I. This is how I pitched it to him. Remember that show where uh, it would like air at like, like 11 p.m. or like midnight, and on you'd show, stay Canadian up to like watch it showcase. on Showcase? And before <laughs> I even finished the sentence... Christopher was like, oh, Red Red Shoe Diaries. And I was like, yes. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Red Shoe Diaries. So to figure out what uh, I'm going to hit screen share, because that's actually been working again as of late. Uh, yeah, here we go. Screen share. Uh, so Red Shoe Diaries had uh, 66 episodes. Oh, so close. So close. So close to nice <laughs> to achieving nice status. One random number is between 1 and 66, and here we go! 57. Okay. What's that? Uh, That is in the final season, season 5. Episode 5, Strip Poker. A photographer joins a game of strip poker. Oh Uh, my! The cast seem to all be people with, like, Russian names. Huh. 
Okay. Mm. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, on the next uh, Laser Cone podcast with that. And uh, until then, I've been The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Neo Cal. And until next time, uh, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Take a trip to another dimension.